welcome to everyone. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you very much. I can't believe that it's Christmas Eve. Uh, what a whirlwind December this has been for me. Has it been that way for you as well? Yes, it's been a very busy, busy time. But it is here. It is Christmas Eve. And we are here to celebrate and to worship the child that is born on this night in a manger. I hope that this will truly be a, a blessed night for you, a meaningful night as we share this time together. It will be a night of much singing, much uh, uh, some words and some scripture reading. And we're not, we're not going to follow a program. Everybody who has a part knows their part and they know when to come up here. Uh, but it's just going to be a wonderful time of celebrating the birth of Christ together tonight. And so I pray that this will be a wonderful time of blessing to you. I pray that Christmas blessings will be upon each of you tonight. And we pray that the joy of this night will fill your hearts. Merry Christmas to you all.
On this Christmas Eve, we light the candle of hope, recognizing that Christ is the hope of our salvation. We light the candle of love because God has shown God's great love for us by sending a son, Jesus. We light the candle of peace and recognition that the Prince of Peace is born. And we light the candle of joy because of the great joy this birth brings to the world, and even to heaven as the angels rejoice. And finally, we light the Christ candle for the Christ King, the infant Redeemer, the lowly Lord. And now we know that he is born, and nothing will ever be the same.
adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ our Lord. 
The angel told the shepherds that I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Christ has come for all of us, every single one of us. And even though on a night like this, on this night, we are focusing mainly on the birth of Christ, we also need to recognize that he was born to die. And so we invite each of you to participate with us tonight as we remember that very thing, the death of Christ. And as we commune with one another, as we commune with God, all are welcome at God's table. Everyone is welcome at God's table. And so we invite you to participate with us as we take the bread and the cup of Christ in communion tonight. Oh, come, let us adore him.
the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed. He took a loaf of bread and he broke it and he gave thanks. He said, this is my body which is given for you. Let us remember that as we take and eat.
In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he said, this is my blood. The blood of a new covenant. I promise you a new thing. He said, take and eat and take and drink. For as often as you do this, you remember the death of the Lord until he comes. It was for this that Christ was born. Silent Night for All of the World. You'll recognize the tune as indeed Silent Night, but you might not recognize the words. The choir will be singing in German, Spanish, Korean, Zulu, and English. It is a silent night indeed for all the world.
of nights. You know, Christmas is a night of miracles. And of course, the largest miracle that took place ever was the birth of Jesus, that night when Jesus was born. But we have all heard the stories of other miracles that take place at Christmas time. And I want to share with you one such story tonight. There's a little boy named Marty who was a bright, lively, eight-year-old child who was deaf in one ear. He lived in a community of farms and fences, and Marty's mom, Diane, was, was proud of him, very proud of her son. She knew that he had a kind and loving heart, but, but several weeks before Christmas, Marty shared a secret with his mother. He had been doing some extra chores and, some, uh, and saving up his allowance in order to, to buy a Christmas present, a pocket compass for his best friend, Kenny. Now, Kenny was being raised by a single mother, and life for them was a constant struggle. They struggled just to keep food on the table from week to week. And Diane knew that, that Kenny's mom was a, a proud woman and that Diane... And, and Diane doubted that Kenny's mom would allow Kenny to accept such a gift if Kenny could not give one in return. And so Marty said, but, but what if it's a secret? What if it's a secret? What if they never found out who gave this gift? And so Diane finally relented. If somehow Kenny could, could give this gift without anyone knowing who gave it, that would be acceptable. And so on Christmas Eve, Diane watched her son walk out of the door and cross the the wet pasture and slip beneath the electric fence on his mission of kindness. Marty raced up to Kenny's door, placed the present on the porch, and then pressed the doorbell. Then he ran down the steps and across the yard so that he wouldn't be seen, but suddenly the electric fence loomed in front of him, And it couldn't be avoided. The shock knocked him down. And as he gasped for breath, he didn't know what to do. He was a little stunned. But slowly he got up and stumbled to his feet and went home. When he got home, Diane treated the blister on his face that was caused by the fence and and then put him to bed. And, And that night, as Diane tucked Marty in, she silently complained to God for allowing her son to be hurt like this when he was performing such a, such a good deed. But the next day, Kenny came to the door, knocked on the door excitedly and talking about his new compass that he got that night before. And amazingly, Marty, who you will remember was deaf in one ear, seemed to be able to hear everything that Kenny was saying with both of his ears. Later, the doctor confirmed that what Diane suspected, Marty's hearing in in his deaf ear, had been completely restored. Even though they said it might have been the shock from the electric fence, Diane believed that it was a, a Christmas miracle. And you know, Christmas is a night for miracles, isn't it? It's a magical night of, of wonder and faith. The children are excited, aren't you? You excited? Aren't you? You excited? The children are excited. 
The moms and dads are excited as, as we remember the joy and the anticipation that we felt at Christmas time. And, and as we watch that same joy in the eyes of our children. And how good it is to hear the words of Isaiah on a night like this concerning the coming of Messiah. Here is what he said. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You know, we all know what it's like to walk in the darkness sometimes, don't we? Darkness comes in many forms. Loneliness, pain, grief, fear, confusion, heartache. And and you know what? All of these emotions seem to intensify at Christmas time for some reason. But you know what? It's, It's no accident, I don't believe, it's no accident that Christmas falls just after the shortest day of the year. Just a few days ago, we had the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. On that day, we received the the least amount of sunlight than on any other day of the year. But folks, I want you to think about this. At the darkest time of the year, our world turns a corner. Because you see, from now on, our days will get longer and brighter. There will be a little more sunlight each day. We, we remarked that on the way down here just a few moments ago. I, I, I made note that it was 4.38 and still there was a little sunlight outside. It wasn't pitch dark anymore. And so Christmas reminds us in a physical way, that the light of God is coming into our world. And that light gives us hope. It was, a, it was dark out on the hillside as the, as the shepherds settled in for the night after a long day of tending to their sheep. And the only light that they had was probably a campfire or maybe a torch. And then Luke tells us that an angel appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. They had never experienced a, a light like this before. It was, it was kind of like a, an alien invasion. And it scared them to death. But the angel assured them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly Luke tells us, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace on those who God favors. My friends, in the darkness, there's a great light that that shines. And and that light is a baby. 
born in Bethlehem. That's the good news for this night. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's the good news for all people tonight. A Savior is born to us. And He has brought the light of God to each and every one of us so that we may see His salvation so that we may see the path that He has laid out before us and that we may take hope in those times when we find ourselves in utter darkness. The light of the world has come to us. And He is Christ the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Winter, frosty air made moan. In the bleak midwinter, frosty air made moan. The earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow. Snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long ago, our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall pass away as he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable would suffice. The Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ, angels and archangels may have been there. 
Cherephrim and Seraphrim thronged the air. But his mother, only in her maiden bliss, worshipped the beloved with a kiss. What shall I give him as poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him. Give my heart. This reading that uh, Nibby just shared with us, this poem, um, talks about giving to God, what we can give to God. Even a poor person can give to God our hearts. And that's, of course, the most important thing that we can give to God, and that is our hearts. Well, we give to God all of our lives, actually. We give God our hearts. We give God our lives. We give God the things that we do, our actions, our deeds. We also give to God our money, and God has called us to do that. When, God, when Christ began his ministry here on earth, his very first sermon, he quoted from Isaiah and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That was his mission statement his beginning statement as he began his ministry. And now we, his church, are to do the same. We, are, his church, are to fall in line in his steps and to do the same, especially in helping those who are needy. And that's why we maintain a benevolence fund here at Community Baptist Church. We have people who call us from time to time who need a little extra hand, need a little help. And we provide it when we can. And so now we're going to offer you the opportunity to contribute towards that benevolence fund. An opportunity to, to give and to give your, your gift to the Christ child. We see, you see we have the manger right here and the baby Jesus lying in the manger. And just as the wise men came to Jesus many years ago and laid their gifts before him, we invite you to come and lay your gifts before the Lord. We have two offering plates here. And so we invite you to make that contribution to Christ tonight so that we can maintain our ministry to the needy. Would you come and offer your gift to God?
We lit the Christ candle a few moments ago, commemorating the, the, and celebrating the coming of Christ, celebrating his birthday. And it is significant that we represent this advent of Christ through the lighting, lighting of a candle, because John tells us that in Christ was life, and that life was the light of, of the world. So you see, we who have placed our faith in this child, this God-man, we have ourselves become children of the light, the children of God and recipients of God's light. But we are not to keep that light for ourselves. It is not something for us to hoard up for ourselves. Jesus says, who takes a light and, and hides it under a bushel basket? That makes no sense at all, nor does it make any sense for us to relish in the, the light of Christ in a celebration like this tonight and, and not take it out into the open and into the world. And so we're going to do something symbolically tonight to represent something that I hope we do every day of our lives. We're going to take the light that God has given to us through the Christ child and carry it out into the world. I will light my candle from the Christ candle, representing the light that Jesus came and brought to us. And that small flame will be multiplied as it is passed from person to person, from row to row, and as we leave this place a little later on, I hope that each of us will take that light of Christ with us into a world that does not understand.
what a beautiful sight. God's people. Carrying God's light. Let us stand for our benediction. May we exult in the joy of the Christ child whose birth we celebrate tonight. May we find the peace that we are all looking for. And may the Prince of Peace always rule in our lives. May the love of God be with you all. And may each of you be filled with the light of Christ, showing you the way to salvation that you may know that light and share that light through your words, through your deeds, and through your love. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone.